Welcome to this episode of Clinically Pressed. We are back, and unfortunately it is under not the greatest circumstances, but we did want to get out some information and some of our point of view, specifically around COVID-19 and a lot of the quote-unquote scams and quick sellers out there, and really just try and pass along some things to look out for and stuff that can actually really benefit your health in the long run, and even currently, but just really hitting home the points of there is going to be no magic fix for this. And so in times of a lot of uncertainty, don't add financial to it um, if it isn't worthy to do so. So with that, enjoy this episode. Well, welcome to this episode of Clinically Pressed. We are coming to you remotely, very social distanced here, um, but we are doing this. Um, it is This will be out probably, we're doing this on Friday the 20th. It'll probably be out early, you know, it'll be out the 22nd or something like that, 21st, 22nd. Um, but we're on with AJ and we wanted to talk about some of the things we've been seeing and some of the disturbing trends to some degree we've been seeing um with people online and pumping products um and maybe potentially and some very very like deliberately making i would say false claims about what stuff can do especially in a time like we are in now which is obviously unprecedented um and that's concerning uh we were just talking a little bit um off um, recording, but you know, the main point that we both want to get across is, you know, we have fully understand people got to make a living. We're fortunate where we are and what we do, um, that we're able to be stable in some degree. Um, but we understand people are running gyms and, you know, selling supplements and things like that. And inherently there's nothing wrong. Uh, but ultimately we are a little frustrated with the unethicalness of some of them touting, what these things can do way beyond the scope of what they may actually be able to accomplish. And that's ultimately the goal here is, you know, be diligent in what you're spending your money on and who you're listening to, because there's a lot of people trying to make a lot of money and that's hard to see sometimes. And just coupled with that desire to try to make money, you have the other side of the coin where people are scared and anxious and looking for, anything and everything that might protect them during this kind of uncertain time. And just that a lot of that will stem from, I want to try to protect myself from a health standpoint. So I want to try to boost my immune system um, or take something that might help prevent me from getting sick. Or if I do get sick, I'll recover that much quicker. And so, you know, when those types of circumstances are upon us, like they are now, you have people looking online for any type of resource or information or product that they can find that might help them, you know, through those uncertain times. And that can just lead you down any kind of path, depending on where you're looking for that information, who you're listening to, 
what their background, what their credentials are, and, and then you know what they're kind of telling you their products may or may not be able to do for you. So the hard part is just being able to filter the good from the bad, I think, which is always a battle in the social media world of misinformation is knowing who to listen to, who to trust, and what kind of information is is legit or not. And then I think that just becomes more challenging under these types of circumstances when people are that much more desperate and scared and we're all on lockdown. So we're all on social media and online that much more right right now. So you're just more exposed to it. I think that that was something else we were talking about. Like if there was a thing like a supplement or a medicine, even for that sake, that could actually like fix this thing that would probably already be out there and be in full force. And I think that's the ultimate one is, you know, the immune boosting things like, sure. Like you can make an argument about that, but what, to what degree are you saying that? Like if some, you are looking at that and thinking it is immune use, bo- immune boosting, that it's going to prevent you from potentially getting sick period, not even with what's going on now. I think there's, some misleading information with that and you know to say you know this is what you got to do to avoid it is inherently wrong um yeah and and even putting a paywall in front of that is also one that i've been a little bit frustrated with is like there are foods and supplements and we'll get into that a little bit later you know that can really help your immune system and boost your overall health but it is not a quick snap fix nothing is if we anything we ever say across this podcast over the course of however many episodes and how many ever people we've had interviewed is nothing is a quick fix it's just it's too complex for that to be the case and so to say you know in order to get this information you got to go and spend x amount of dollars in order to get it especially right now, I think that is probably one of the worst business practices out there and concerning because that's, you're getting people to spend money on things that they don't necessarily need to in a time where they might not have the money to spend. And I'm not, I'm I'm fortunately not necessarily in that position, but I can see a lot of people that are, and that's troublesome. Yeah, absolutely. And that, you know, you kind of mentioned to it early on there, but I think one of the biggest ways to immediately filter out whether or not something's probably legit or not is if they're talking about anything that can help prevent or reduce your risk of getting this virus, or if you get it, it will make you recover that much quicker. You can automatically discredit that person or whatever the product is, because this is a novel virus. We have no idea what is going to help or hurt, um, you from getting this type of an infection and we won't know until several months and probably years after this, after the dust kind of, of settles like this. So there's no way to tell what type of food or supplement or ingredient might help or hurt. We can speculate a lot. We can maybe give a good guess, but it's going to be a guess. And if someone tells you otherwise, they're, they're full of it because there's no way to know. Nobody does right now. We'll, we'll have those answers hopefully later, but it's going to be a long time in the making. Um, and no one has that answer right now. And if they claim that they do again, you can pretty much just discredit whatever else they're, they're trying to tell you. And then kind of getting back into the, the immune boosting part of it. Again, there's not really 
any product out there that offers those immediate immune boosting benefits outside of something like a flu shot, you know, a vaccine, but that's kind of a different category. Um, it, there's really, you know, all the research that's been done, there's, it's really difficult to identify direct cause and effects uh, when we talk about eating something that's going to reduce your risk of getting, you know, sick or certain types of infections. There's a lot of relationships and correlational studies where if you're deficient in a certain nutrient, you might be more at, at a higher risk from getting like an upper respiratory infection. But even then, we don't necessarily have a lot of direct cause and effect types of relationships because it's challenging to do those types of studies. We can't expose someone to a pathogen and then give that group of people a supplement and that group of placebo and see, okay, we injected everyone with this pathogen. Let's see who gets sick or dies and who makes it, you know, like we, you can't do those types of studies. So it's really hard to come up with those definitive links um, and kind of direct relationships. And because of that, we have to rely on a lot of those correlational type studies, which still give us good information and they can help provide recommendations. Um, you know, and we can kind of build on it from there, but that's why this world is so confusing when we talk about the links between nutrition or supplements and immune system functions, because it's so complex. Um, it's so hard to identify those direct links and it's so heavily influenced on all these different factors in someone's life, whether it's genetics, whether it's early exposure in childhood, if they lived on a farm or if you grew up in the city, um, what type of other stressors are in your life? Do you get good sleep? What's the rest of your diet look like? Are you active? You know, all those right. other kind of pillars of someone's lifestyle or healthy lifestyle play a big role in your risk factor for getting sick with any type of an acute infection like this or chronic diseases over the course of your life. So you're much better off investing on those kind of big pillars of foundational health of don't smoke, try to eat a well-balanced, healthy diet, get regular activity, limit stress, get good sleep, wash your hands, you know, those kinds of things. Then try to find that magic supplement or essential oil or something that's going to cure all your, your ailments and protect you from COVID-19 and things like that. Yeah, there's been some really good memes. I saw one about essential oils that basically that world has gone quiet during this whole thing and you don't see a whole lot being pushed out on those. Not saying there is a time and a place. Mm -hmm. This might not be it. Yeah, back to your supplement thing. Um, someone in my life is very big on vitamin C, especially if anybody's sniffling. Uh, to which it's all well and good because, uh, you know, obviously it plays a good role within the body and can be a very good health benefit in getting that. But I still remember this vividly from an undergraduate nutrition course, and they looked at vitamin C in like a common cold or an upper respiratory infection. And it was like if you were taking however many grams of it, you got rid of it in like 6.6 days or something like that. And if you weren't doing it, you got rid of it in a week in like seven days. Mm -hmm. And so really sure it was faster, but it was hours basically hours, right. is what they, what they found with, you know, not to say that you can't do it and shouldn't use it, but it was just kind of interesting. Cause that was always what you had always heard is, you know, if you're getting sick up the vitamin C, you know, your oranges and different things. So. Yeah. And 
you know, the amount that has been kind of shown to be slightly beneficial. Like I've even seen some early evidence out of China with the recent COVID-19 stuff. They were giving extremely high IV doses of it. And they think it might help speed up, you know, recovery of some of the lung tissue. But that's a lot different than drinking an extra glass of orange juice or even those emergency packets like don't have near the amount that some of these IV kind of fluid pushes can have. So it's just, again, a, it's a can of worms once you open that and it's not as easy as just saying, yeah, take this emergency packet before you go on a plane and you're not going to get sick. You know, I, unfortunately I wish it worked like that, but wouldn't that be uh, something? Yeah. And a lot of those vitamins are water soluble. So if you're taking excess doses of them, you just end up peeing them right out. And, um, it's just spending a lot of money on expensive urine kind of at that point. So, uh, whereas there's fat soluble vitamins where you can take too much of something because it's stored within adipose tissue. So even something that we promote a lot with vitamin D, you can take too much of it. Um, um, and so it's not just as easy as throwing blanket, take this, you'll be better. Or take lots of it. More is better. You know, that's certainly not the case for a lot of these products too. So, well, I know we wanted to not just hammer on the, the bad side of it because um, there is some good stuff. Uh, you know, Kyle on this, who's also a host on the show, uh, is now doing more functional medicine stuff. And I know they put out some information about potential immune, immune God, I can't say that word, immune, um, boosting foods. Um, not with the caveat of like these are the things that are going to prevent anything, but if you're going to look to add some stuff to your diet, uh, that could potentially help, you know, and ultimately from what we know is just eating them or consuming them, or like you said, in most cases, if you're following general recommendations for amounts, um, it's not going to do you any harm. Sorry. That's about like your, does your dog have coronavirus? <laughs> yeah, that, that, that is the dog. He does not have it. Although we do have some new theories that he might, uh, which makes us completely immune. Um, or at least have COPD or something. Sucks getting old, doesn't it, buddy? Yeah. So apologies on that. But anyway, um, that if you're following good guidelines on eating these foods and these supplements, aren't going to do you, in theory, most likely do you any harm. And so we wanted to make sure that we touched on some of that. Um, anything, A, what do you do specifically, I guess, would be a good place to start. Um, and B, just, you know, any general recommendations that would be good overall, not only now, but also just moving forward into the future. Yeah. With a lot of those kind of, you know, if we want to call them immune boosting foods, a lot of the reasons why they have in some, quotes, if you're just listening to that, yeah, just, sorry. That's, yeah, no, that's you're good. good. Um, but a lot of those types of foods have compounds in them, whether they're vitamins, um, minerals, certain kind of enzymes and cofactors that play a role somewhere in the, the very intertwined and interconnected and complex world of the immune system, where if you have deficiencies in some of those, again, you might be at a higher risk for just infections overall, or if you do get infection, it might take you longer to recover from it. So sometimes some of those different foods, the reason why they're beneficial is because of the nutrients within it. And so if you're someone who regularly eats a wide variety of fruits and vegetables, you're you're probably getting enough of those nutrients where you, you really shouldn't have any of those deficiencies. But as we know, not everyone does that on a regular basis. And that's where sometimes taking 
a vitamin or zinc or vitamin D or some of those kind of isolated nutrients might offer benefits. And again, it's not an acute just spike in immune power that you're going to receive from that, but it can help restore any nutritional deficiencies that might make you just more resilient. Again, if you do happen to get sick, you might recover quicker, uh, or you might be that person that's kind of chronically sick in the winter time or, or something where you just are more prone to upper respiratory infections. Um, because again, you, ha- you might have some underlying nutrient deficiency or just shit luck. There's people like that too. That just, <laughs> and some of it, um, you know, again, we've, we've said there's a lot of other things that play a role in this. So for high level athletes who are really, really training at a high level, sometimes they see some temporary suppression of immune function. So they're more ex- you know, kind of predisposed to an illness at that time of really, really heavy training. So it's not that they have a weak immune system or any major deficiencies. They're just training at really, really high levels. And that's a big stressor on the body, um, a somewhat planned one. You know, that's part of how we get better as an athlete is you stress the body so that it can come back stronger and more resilient. So you're almost just accepting that there's going to be a temporary decrease in performance or temporary decrease in immune function. And yeah, you might be more likely to get sick during that window, but you're not training like that forever. So you have that temporary suppression and then you get this kind of rebound and you should come back a better athlete and then hopefully immune kind of function would follow with that. So I think again, it's just so complex and that's why it's not just as simple as take this or do this and you're going to be fine. You're never going to get sick there's always going to be circumstantial periods where it might be activity related or you might be lacking something in your diet that is now predisposing you to something. But if you kind of restore that deficiency, yeah, you should be kind of, I don't want to say fine, but have a, just a better chance, I guess, of not getting sick and, and recovering that much quicker if you happen to do it. But even that there's not a lot of hard guidelines out there of what that necessarily looks like because it's going to be so, individualized i think for each person you know one and whether it's sound but it's a good guideline um like eating colorful you know getting a lot of different colors because each color in theory and all the different fruits and vegetables provide different nutrients so not just eating green but finding ways to get the different ones in there is always a good one um yeah i think i'm spot on and you touched on it earlier you know it's then immune suppression we were joking about earlier how your step count has gone down like my aura rings like hey you know go for it you're sleeping really good and you know everything and you know that's part that's a huge part of it you know is figuring out how to balance that and now it might be as stressful as ever for people to try and get good sleep but trying to figure out you know even if things aren't going well in terms of you not being able to work and things like that you know I've thought about this, you know, just in my own, like, could this be an opportunity for, it could go either way. Could this be a really good opportunity for people to focus in on their health because they have the time to, um, or could it go the opposite way? Cause I know for me, like when I'm busy, I don't think about eating. Now I'm sitting at home and I'm like hungry all the time. And it's not because my activity level has gone up. And so just being, aware of that and understanding, you know, and I'm trying to plug that in with stuff that's an apple, not potato chips. You know, there's a time and a place, 
but every day at two is not the time or the place for me. And so just trying to really look at that, but you could get a lot of people that could potentially help their health more. And that was actually one when I was out grocery shopping today, I was kind of impressed to see, you know, people are getting water and things like that, which they should, but unless they had just got restocked, like the soda aisle was pretty full. Like it's not, I didn't, it didn't seem like that had gotten like a run on it, which I thought was awesome in that it wasn't necessarily, you know, that, but I couldn't find yeast. So apparently people are trying to make their own bread and stuff, which is fantastic. And I think that's good because you're doing that stuff at home. Um, and so, yeah, I think that, yeah, I, I think that's one of the best opportunities is now everyone's kind of forced to be at home more. So you arguably should have more time to cook and, and doing it more from scratch, not just yes. from out of a box. I, that's a yep. great point. Yep. So I, I think that's one kind of making lemonade out of lemons kind of scenario where trying to find some silver lining in all this is I've seen a lot of people talk about that is like now we have more time to spend with family. Yep. You're eating meals together at the dinner table when before we would be running to dance and eating on the go and all these other kind of busy things in our life. Now we're all we got nothing but time on our hands, sometimes to our detriment of being stuck with each other. But yeah, there are some goods that they can come out of that too. I think. Well, hopefully, especially if you're in the North, like we just got snow, um, which was just the icing on top of a lot of things, but hopefully the weather gets a little nicer so everybody can get outside. And you know, I've seen a ton of people out walking and you can walk in social distance. Like that's good. Uh, an elderly couple in our neighborhood actually joked about that as we walked by them. <laughs> we took no offense. Um, Mm-hmm. but yeah i think anything i mean before we kind of sum it up anything else you wanted to add on this topic specifically i don't, I don't think so other than just reiterating that there's no real short-term fixes like like we've kind of said with all kinds of other facets of health performance and wellness and there's no exception here with kind of immune system function and and really your, your most bang for your buck is just to invest in the basics, the things that might seem boring or not sexy and not quick fixes. And they're not, but that's kind of the best way to just maintain an overall picture of health. And that's again, not smoking, being regularly active, getting good sleep, um, eating a wide variety of fruits and vegetables, try to limit stress if you can. And then, you know, kind of even the nitty gritties of practicing good hygiene, especially in, in our current situation, making sure you're washing your hands, cook your food appropriately, you know, mm-hmm. like those little things are actually where you're going to get a lot more bang for your buck than spending 150 bucks a month on supplements that probably aren't going to make that big of an impact on whether or not you get sick or not, or, um, you know, how quickly you recover from things. So take that $150 and invest it in eating better and, you know, buying some home workout equipment right now. We were joking about that earlier too, right? Like buy some resistance bands and that'll probably get you more benefit than any quick fix that's being marketed out there right now. So that would just kind of be some of my big recommendations and take homes from a lot of people's concerns and desperation right now of trying to find whatever they can is you already are probably aware of a lot of those things and you may or may not be doing them, but I just double down on those and, and do what you can control what you can control. And, um, and hopefully that's, that's enough to get you through right now. Yep. I'd be willing to throw out there, you know, we're not 
trying to sell anything. Um, we, we literally don't have anything to sell, um, but we'd happy to consult, you know, if people have questions about any certain thing or other, other, I mean, you take, I'm sure some vitamins and supplements I do as well, mainly around health. Um, I've thrown around the idea of going back to pre-workout just cause I want to see what it would do. Mm-hmm. Um, but not currently, um, but all for having those conversations just to provide any insight or guidance. Um, we're not going to tell you yes or no. And really, again, like we totally understand, you know, people running businesses and whatnot, like you got to make money. I guess just for me, the biggest thing is, you know, if you're selling like weight loss or weight management or better food choices, that's fantastic. Especially if that's what you've been selling and, you know, do what you got to do, but don't do it on the back of kind of fear mongering or using COVID-19 as an opportunity, as another lead in to get more clicks that sucks. And that, that I think yeah. that's the part that's frustrated me the most is all four people selling that stuff, especially if it's good information and there is a lot of really good stuff out there. Don't get me wrong, but to then go and try and ramp up your stuff because of this, that's that's wrong yeah (laughs) for lack of a better way of saying it and just you know hopefully people can see that and not spend money that they don't need to on those things now and ultimately we can all get through this thing hopefully sooner than later yeah um, and get back to what we will deem as the new normal i would say another kind of positive thing to come out of this is seeing people's creativity um even like earlier before we were off air, we we're talking about creative ways to get certain workouts in. And it's just fun to watch a lot of these kind of fitness professionals come up with different home workout ideas. And a lot of them are sharing and giving away for free, which is great. And yes, kudos I, I to that. certainly applaud that. Yep. And, but I understand, you know, the people that are charging fees for that cause that's how they make a living. And mm-hmm. that's, there's again, nothing wrong with that, but I love seeing, people's creativity and then generosity of creative stuff that they're coming up with and giving up free to help people during these kind of troubling times. So it's, it is cool to see that. And I, I think our digital world helps make a lot of that stuff a lot more feasible. Um, so again, just kind of one silver lining through that, but yeah, don't, don't follow the wrong person. Sure. Well, if you got questions, uh, find us on any of the social medias um, or I believe in, info at clinicallypress.com is a good email to get a hold of us. We'll get back to you and answer them if any of those come through. Um, again, with all of this time, we should have a lot more episodes coming, uh, which would be good to get some good information out to everybody. Try, we'll try and make it very useful and impactful for you, and we will talk to everybody later. Before we sign off, what, oh. what do you take for supplements? Maybe just provide an example we'll each share what we do. Yeah. Um, for me, um, I'm 5,000 IUs of vitamin D and I will say that with a grain of salt that I have not done the lab testing for it. Um, but I also cease it in the summer. Um, so I usually do it more in the fall to the winter just to kind of make sure, especially with getting outside, I do do a couple grams of vitamin C, um, just on a regular basis. I do just a shade over two grams, which is probably a little low of creatine um, for just some of the benefits that have been out there in terms of cognitive function and potential long-term effects of that with brain health. And then do, oh God, I don't even know what the dosage is. It's three capsules of uh, omega-3 fish oil. Um, And that's my daily one. Uh, I've tried to get back and forth getting a little bit of ZMA. 
in my life um, at night. Uh, but other than that, um, do a little collagen protein and a coffee drink I make in the morning. Um, like that for some of its benefits for just general skin, hair, nail health. Um, and it doesn't taste like anything, so that's helpful. And then other than that, yeah, it's just eating good. And that's a credit to my wife, uh, who was always up for looking at different recipes and different things there. So, um, our, it, we do a lot of shopping on the outsides of the grocery store type of a deal, a lot of produce. So what about you? Almost identical. I do, um, two to three grams of creatine a day. I do, again, I don't even know the specific dose, but three capsules of, uh, fish oil, omegas. And then I take, uh, vitamin D in the winter time, just like you usually about four to 6,000 I use. And I did have lab work done this past December. And even with that amount, I was still on the lower end for vitamin D levels, which crazy just, again. Yeah. Telling of living up North and in the winter months is really detrimental to vitamin D levels. Um, but I do, I cut that out in the winter, or excuse me, I cut it out in the summer too. Cause I, you know, I'm out in the sun enough during the summertime where I think I, it shouldn't be an issue. Um, and then I do protein powder as well. So I, I think that's just telling, you know, of all the supplements that are out there, you know, we're both pretty well versed in the supplement space and, you know, we only take three or five of them and don't spend hundreds of dollars on them. We, we right. both admit that they're not the end all be all. And those we are the ones that are spending as much money as we oh, have. Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, lots of money down the drain in the earlier bro days, but live and learn. As a follow-up to this one, I'll do a I'll put out a replay um, of our supplement one we did a long time ago um, back in the SPC. So that'll be a good episode to get back out uh, just for everybody to hear on that one. Yep. I guess I do some cherry juice at night sometimes after hard training days. There you go. Some good literature on that showing it helps with muscle soreness and stuff the following day, but I can't think of anything else. Way too much coffee right now. Oh man. <laughs> Have an unlimited pot of coffee right around the corner in my home office is whew, dangerous. Yeah, just you're doing all the other health benefits, not just the caffeine load. <laughs> yeah. All I try right, to cut everybody. myself off by by like this time usually being Smart, say, smart yeah, call. And keep you up at night. <laughs> All right. All right, everyone. Stay healthy, stay safe, and we'll be chatting with you. Sounds good. Thank you for checking out this episode of Clinically Press. Go to clinicallypress.com for full show notes and links to everything that was covered in this episode. While you're there, you have access to all of our episodes, insights, and shorts. You can find Clinically Press on YouTube and any other podcast outlet. If you could give us a rating, thumbs up, or review on how we are doing, we would greatly appreciate it. To get more free content delivered to your inbox, sign up for Total Athletic Therapy Newsletter. You'll get direct links to all Clinically Pressed episodes, reviews on some of the latest research in health and performance, and links to related podcasts and other items meant to help you make the complicated, simple, and optimized performance. Thank you for listening, and see you next episode.